Welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Wednesday, October 11, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host, as always, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And I gotta say, happy hump day to y'all because it is the humpiest of hump day. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here on a Wednesday having a good time on Cruise Control. But got a lot of people here tonight. It's gonna be a fantastic show for you. Trying some new things. I'm gonna have some hot takes, kind of new segment we're doing. And we're also gonna dive into a lot of stuff happening. I feel like things just blow up today. But joining me back as always is my lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to the program. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. We made it on. Sorry, buddy, for the technical problems starting off. What's the deal, Ty? This week's been haunted in general, let's uh, just say. Hi, Ty. Hi, Colossus happening. Hi, Ryan. What's up, homies? What's up, Colossus Rex? Everybody, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for being here, as always. We appreciate you. Hi, Queen Glamazona, my girl. Everybody's popping in here. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And it wouldn't be hump day if we didn't have Mr. Sean Sutherland. Sean, welcome back to Cruise Control, man. How you doing? Happy hump day. I'm doing great. Uh, I forgot my uh, patented uh, uh, Cruise Control mug, so please forgive me. Um, but you know, if it's Wednesday, you know, it's gotta be, uh, on cruise control. So excited to be here and excited to tear into it with you. Yeah. Happy to have you back on this hump day edition. Hey, Milton in the chat. Welcome back, man. Yeah. Happy to have you here as always, Sean. Thank you for joining us. We're gonna have a great freaking time. As always, time to play culture decide. We're gonna make some fucking dreams come true on cruise control tonight. Cause that's what goes on every time. And welcome back to cruise control. I gotta say, welcome back to cruise control. Cause it's been a hot minute. You know, you love her. Miss Lynn, what's a husky. Welcome back to cruise control. How you been Lynn? Hi, thanks for having me on. I nosed my way into this specifically for like one segment. So thanks for having me on. I miss you guys. And also to fight Ryan Reynolds. Of course. Yeah. And, you, watch your back, girl. Watch your back. Them's it's fighting words. Them's it's fighting words. Don't I'll give you a hot Sabrina. take and you're not going to like it. You'll be fighting Sabrina. Don't do it. Don't do it. But also joining us back right away, we got one more person here too tonight. And it's Mr. Touchy Ghost himself, Mr. Mike Casey. Mike, welcome back to Cruise Control. How you doing? Hi, guys. I'm wearing these $3 AliExpress glasses, but and it, it makes me feel cool when I wear them, but the glare like there. That seems obnoxious. (laughs) If if, if that shit makes you mad, let me know in the comments. Otherwise, I'm just here to get humpy with you guys. Because it's okay. And we've got good stories. We got good stories. (laughs) I knew that that Lynn Marie would be would be enticed to join us today. So I'm excited. I think we're gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for being here, Lynn. Thanks everybody for joining us. It's uh you know it's funny, there's not much happening on Monday. Then all of a sudden, like there's like a, a flurry of stories that hit on Tuesday, and even more just keep popping in today because you know what we have we have a lot of breaking news. Oh my wait, first thing I want to talk about is the AMPTP. Yeah, AMPTP. You know why? Because they want to get the P the fuck out, apparently. So the AMPTP have been talking about how the producer side of it are like, you know, that, that final P at the end of producers were really not part of your, uh, your group anymore, studios. You know, back in the day, back in the 40s, of course, producers were a big part of the AMPTP. It happened for a reason. It was formed for a reason because everybody worked for the studios. The producers did, the actors did, the writers did, everybody. I mean, the actors lived 
on the lot actually most of the time and then they jump from show to show to show people got pension and health it was a big deal well through the years producers have lost that completely now they're just kind of there really the amptp is about studio heads and studios and the producers they're not under any contracts they don't have health insurance and they want to start fighting for that just because everybody else is fighting for stuff they're saying hey we're not part of this amptp anymore they had over two thousand top producers came out to sign a, a contract being like we want to get the hell out of this thing and they put this petition out and apparently they're fighting to get away from the amptp and just drop that become ampt i guess but their whole thing is really it, it comes down to a fair wage the same thing a lot of these producers they start pitching projects, get a writer involved, and then after that, there's really no money unless a project gets greenlit and then they actually film. Sometimes they get money in the beginning, but a lot of times on the back end. So they're fighting about, hey, we want to actually be out of this because we're not getting wages. We're not getting taken care of like all these fucking people on these picket lines. And we don't want to be any of the AMPTP because you know it comes down to money. Producers are always about getting their bang for their buck, just like the producers. Paramount producers decided to find a home for Spiderwick Chronicles because Spiderwick Chronicles lost their Disney home a while ago. We talked about this about a month and a half ago, and we said they're gonna start pitching it again. They're gonna start pitching it, and they did, and they found a home on Roku. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Roku, Roku is like that piece of toilet paper roll. The little piece of toilet paper is still on the roll, and you're like, do I throw it out or do I not? I guess I should keep it because there's a little bit of toilet paper there, but it's really worthless. That's oh, Roku great. to me. <laughs> but, but roku itself is going to keep doing it's going to bring in there they're going to try to make some money off this i mean the producer spends so much on it it's done it's in the can the whole show is done so they're hoping that they'll make money off this but i mean we'll have to see because end of the day people want to make money but it's hard these contracts they're always gonna make their money back contracts are always a big battle in the industry and there's a big contract battle going with coldplay right now because coldplay right now is fighting with their old manager who was with them for 20 years 20 years and then all of a sudden they had a falling out and it's all about money it comes down to money of course uh, the manager saying for their last album and their new album they should be getting paid and uh coldplay is like no we don't want to pay you for this you don't think you did this money they're like well you you mess a bunch of our pyrotechnics up you mess a bunch of our scheduling up took a bunch of money from Ticketmaster. so they had this big battle going on they said right now that coldplay is counter suing them his name is Dave Holmes for $17 million. $17 million. I mean, he was already suing them for $12 million. So it's big money back and forth, going back and forth. I don't know who's going to win this end of the day, but Holmes did say this. He goes, you know, you can say I, I messed this up, I fucked that up, whatever, but I have a contract. Say I'm going to be paid for these albums. So that's the legality that you're going to have to take care of. So pin me, pay me, give me that money because you're not getting out of this contract. But something that is getting on their contract is this morning's on-air anchor because this shit just blows my mind really fast everybody it blows my mind holly willoughby so if you haven't heard the story it's fucking nuts like there's a 36 year old that was stalking her planning to kidnap her and then murder her and the police found out about it out of nowhere like they don't even know how this hemp house came about no one has any kind of word how it happened but this shit's nuts so all of a sudden they found this guy arrested him and she's like well i guess i'm gonna walk away from this show because i'm worried about my family worried about my friends for me and my family i need to step away and take a break uh coldplay has gone cold you're right glam Arizona. they've gone cold <laughs> but i feel bad for willoughby because i can't imagine being in that position she's been there for 14 years and now she has to step away 
And the only person that's not stepping away is Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park because they're doing a Lego movie and he's still coming in, everybody. He's still doing it. He's like, hell, I'm going to do this Lego movie. Why not? I'm going to make some good money and I'm going to narrate this whole thing. It'll be a 22-minute episode and uh, I'm going to have some fun. I'm never going away from the Jurassic Park franchise. And I could, I could listen to Jeff Goldblum narrate a whole project over and over again. And that's my controversial to Mike over there, Mike, but I could actually watch a four-hour version of Napoleon, which is going to be happening, everybody, on Apple TV+. Plus. And we talked about this before, that it was actually cut really scott cut the project but it's going to theaters much shorter but he said he's going to bring to disney or actually apple tv plus and it's full form for everybody because everybody needs to see it that's what he says and walking phoenix probably is a fucking fantastic job but a lot of big breaking news coming in fast so Milton uh should have given him an autograph yeah right give him an autograph uh but yeah what do we think about this let's go to i'm gonna go to sean fast sean do you think that Coldplay will actually win this battle with their manager, or do you think that this is something the manager is going to win at the end of the day? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, a band like Coldplay uh, doesn't really matter, uh, you know, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, you know, I, 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 wow. having looked into that, no, I mean, look, having, Dad Rock, <laughs> old man, get the it's fuck out of the way. Fuck Coldplay, right? No, uh, like, Shit. having looked into this, you know, like, I, I think that there's obviously, you know, the they said versus he said kind of shit. Uh, you you kind of see this a lot and um, not surprised, obviously. Um, I, I feel like the manager's got a little bit of an uh, upper hand on him. Um, but yeah, I, I again, good, good for them. Uh, good for him. Ugh. Who cares? There's, there's a lot <laughs> more important stuff to get to. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. A lot of these things was flying through today because it is a lot of just mumbo jumbo. Yeah. But Sabrina, what do you think about uh, uh, what's happening with this news anchor, though? Can you imagine, like, out of nowhere, you find out that someone's been stalking you, trying to kidnap and murder you? Would you step away from your job, too? Uh, no. No, not with the money she's fucking making. What are you kidding me? Absolutely years. fucking not. That's a hard no. I'd be fucking there every day. I'd get, I'd get myself a bodyguard, though. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no. Also, um, to answer Milton Bradley's question, uh, Coldplay came out with an album called Music of Spheres in 2021. Wow. And um, I think that Sean is largely correct, as in like they have the money and they've signed a contract, so they're probably going to have to pay the manager. Yeah. I do not agree with the fact that you said that fuck Coldplay or who cares about Coldplay because I think Coldplay is <laughs> lovely and they put on a very good concert. I've seen them live. They're wonderful. <laughs> they are. They're a fantastic band. But uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a tough thing and you're fighting with your manager of 20 years. It's like, that's like longer than a lot of relationships these days. And well, the knows where is, the body's buried for sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot of <laughs> most relationships all the days. More than relationships with your parents for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and, and Lynn, Lynn, would you watch a four-hour cut of Napoleon. The fact that Ridley Scott's doing this is—it's a big thing. I mean, Gladiator was like three and a half hours long, but is this something you'd be all about? Uh, okay, so I have mixed feelings about biopics, which I very firmly believe should be pronounced biopics. First of all, talk about this all the time, <laughs> right? I do not think that most of them are done well. However, this is Ridley Scott, and I do like Ridley Scott, and. It has Joaquin Phoenix, who I also really like, and who did a great job in Walk the Line, which was a very well done biopic. So, Stop it. <laughs> so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I'm like I, I, I like watching director's cuts. I did the the whole Snyder cut, eight hours or whatever that was, and I liked it a lot better. <laughs> so whatever. So I'll give it a shot. Sure. 
<laughs> and, and, and Queen, yeah, who hasn't fought their manager? I mean, everybody that's in the business probably has fought them once in a while, but Truth. 20 years, that's a lot. And, and Lynn, you're right. It's the, the, the biopics. The biopics. No, are... That's how it should be said. <laughs> We're not talking about a medical procedure. We're talking about a movie, okay? It's not a medical procedure. It's a <laughs> biopic. <laughs> but I got to hit Mike with the hardest one here. Mike, what about this Lego Jurassic Park movie? Are you stoked about this? You think that makes sense, Jeff? Goldblum came back to the franchise to do this. Brian, every every guess that you went to gave me a 25% better chance of landing on the Jeff Goldblum topic. <laughs> Therefore, I just kept getting more and more excited. Uh, dude, I'm sad that that you say it's only going to be an episode. Why can't we have a whole freaking movie? The, there's been goddamn seven movies. How many movies have there been? Like, uh. and... And not all of them had Jeff Goldblum. So, like, I see this as nothing but success. He's had success with the with the Marvel Universe. Like, his vibe combined with, like, the Lego vibe. Like, it's it just screams fun adventure time to me. So, I'm all about it. Give it the 22 minutes. Let that be the freaking, what, what? They'll, are they going to do some kind of Christmas release? Or is this for further in the future? No, it's coming out in like October. So it's coming out in October, October the November. Yeah, yes, it's coming out. It'll, it'll be the it'll be the explosive event of the year, and then we'll get some more uh, more Jeff Goldblum voice acting. He's he's a very stylish person in person to see, but then also they got a great voice. So let's hear more of it. Honestly, I didn't even realize it was actually him. Like, is there someone impersonating him? But no, that's, that's got that's got to be him. You know, I was going back and forth about it. On chest hairs on the little guy. <laughs> I know this is coming out on Peacock this month. So if you're a fan of Jurassic Park, you like Lego type movies, and you know you like Jeff Goldblum with you know a Lego hair chest, then this is all for you. I would say yeah. right now, you know. That's a key feature. It is a Lego hair chest. <laughs> I can't wait to see it i mean I'll, I'll i'll check it out for sure uh dinosaurs uh don't I know, know i didn't know dinosaurs ate legos <laughs> right oh, I suspect. Well, you would know better than anyone so I, i'm gonna say that dinosaurs don't eat legos come then. on come on, come on. <laughs> but yeah so all these things are coming some really big breaking news in the industry but we're gonna try something new tonight you know we're, we're just trying some stuff out because it's wednesday it's hump day it's a special edition we're gonna try out a little bit of what i like to call some hot takes I am, oh, I am so excited for this. I have no idea what to expect. This is great. <laughs> We're going to try a little hot take. So we we'll give everybody one minute to talk about each topic. I'm going to introduce the topic first. Everybody's going to get one minute. There'll be a countdown, an explosion at the end. Hopefully an explosion at the end. We'll find out how this works. But there's a lot of news happening. So to speed stuff up, to have a little fun, we're going to try something new. The very first thing I want to talk about, well, this kind of blew my mind today, everybody. But Will Smith and Jaden Pinkett Smith, had been pretty much divorced for about six or seven years. That's not, what she said. Not since wait, not Jaden. Jaden is the son, right? Yeah, not Jaden. Yeah. I say Jada Pinkett. I said that's my life right there. That's a hot pick. Hot pick. A hot. <laughs> they're very similar. Real hot. It's a hot take. 
But Jada, <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith have been separated since about 2016. So she came out and said this Ooh. today. She said they were married back in 1997. They lived completely separate lives. So it's becoming exhausted with trying to maintain their marriage. So in 2016, they decided to split ways. Does anyone know uh, anyone win? I win anything in the hot takes game. I will take that under consideration. That, that, that's definitely, that's a, that's a good, that's a good oh, take. We're going to add that next think, time. Great, yeah, thank so you. Yeah, think about it. But they've been completely separate since 2016. Of course, you've seen them in the red carpet. The whole slap again thing happened. And I'm guessing that's probably why there was some weird animosity and the whole thing with her sleeping with his son's best friend shit. I mean, that shit, it all kind of makes sense to me now that they've been separate. This was going on. But she said, I think we're both just still stuck in our fantasy of what, you know, we thought the other person should be. And they made a promise never to get divorced. And that's why they've never officially been divorced. But for her, I think that's semantic. And all it takes. Yeah, they're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty, they're pretty much divorced. Yeah. So this is going down. It's a, and I want everybody to have a quick hot take on this. So, all right. If I, I need to make like a wheel that spins around so we know who's going to go first. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mike on this one. Mike. Mike. So Mike, <laughs> what do you think about this divorce happening so long ago? And do you think that you know it, they were meant to be? And your mark, get set, go. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think it would have been the same if he was at the Oscars and he said, "Get my roommate's name out your fucking mouth." <laughs> They uh, should I maybe that should have been <laughs> to the end. I've got another one for the end. Um, you know, I, th I think that they both can do better. Um, well, you, you uh, you, you're a high power couple, like you stay, you stay together, like you're benefiting from the I, I don't know, the extra juice that's that's generated by being a power couple. <laughs> Um, it, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Honestly, I'm surprised that there aren't more, we don't hear about more of this from, uh, from Hollywood super couples that they're, you know, that they've already been separated because probably it happens more than is let on. So it's interesting to see it, uh, actually be revealed. Oh, my explosion. There it is. Did one minute ever feel longer? I fucking long, right? I started with the hot take. That was my problem. It's learning. You started with um. I've got a minute. I've got a minute. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this whole thing is I don't nuts. think so. I don't I, think there's there, lawyers involved. There might be more people that come forward. There's probably a lot of people that are just living, like, you know, fantasy marriages right now in Hollywood that work good on the screen and in the public eye, but not actually in the bedroom. So that's just what it is sometimes. But, Sean, what do you think about this? Do you think that they were meant to be? Are you upset? Are you bummed? Do you think this was on the writing on the wall? And go! I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I, I feel like we kind of gotten hints of this, like there were rumors and murmurs and all this kind of shit. So, uh, you know, I, I can totally understand, um, you know, uh, them just kind of wanting to be private with it. You know, you don't get that opportunity that often in Hollywood living in the public eye to, to have that kind of freedom, uh, to be able to kind of, you know, uh, live your life the way you want to. So no, uh, I'm not surprised, uh, good good for them uh bad for us i don't know like i, I don't i don't see them getting <laughs> bad for us i don't know I, I don't see jada pinkett going to who's she gonna go to now i don't know you know will smith maybe maybe, he'll, maybe angelina jolie you never know 
Uh, I'm, I'm saying, that. yeah, who doesn't want to see that? But you know, I, I think they're they're both adults. Uh, they both got you know got further with each other than I think they would have gotten alone. And uh, yeah, you know, mm, that's it. Is that a minute? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm done. She's, uh, she's uh, the other thing. She's been reminding me of the uh, of the people the people that are sending the kids to eat each other in the Hunger Games. All the pictures I've been looking at of uh, of Miss Smith. Too late, Mike. Your hot take is over. Your hot take is over. It didn't explode. It didn't explode. <laughs> <laughs> but lived on the property together is like five hours of property. The only reason five why, houses, five, uh, five houses. This is too small for my screen. The only reason why she's talking about it now is because she is selling a book that nobody cares. She's cray cray. Yeah, she's Thank great, you, great. Ty. But yeah, that's that's yeah. Ty's hot take. Book. The book. Yeah, that's, you know what? Yeah. This is actually a relationship that might have been saved by Scientology had that worked out. Do you think um, so, Sean? Really? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. know. I, I know it's not my. I'm sorry, Lynn. This is not my hot take. Wait, are they Scientologists? No. 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 Uh -oh. But they're no. Oh. just putting that out there. I was like, how did they, they were that just one? putting that out there. They, they, they were money to a Scientology school. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's they suggested. were courted uh, to become Scientologists, and I don't think it. They fully got into. It didn't it. take. They're, they're not yeah. wearing, you know, fucking <laughs> captain's hats and saluting, you know, velvet paintings of L. Ron Hubbard. Allegedly, right? Allegedly, I, you never. You make. I feel bad for them, regardless. I mean, do you have to hide this for so long and hold back and not just like live your life and your? Well, like, you don't have to. You chose to. You chose to, but I mean, like, why would you do that, Lynn? Why would you do that? Do you think this is a good thing to do in a relationship, or should they gone out and just like said this back in 2016, moved on their lives and said, "Good day, mate." One <laughs> thing that everyone should do in their relationships. No, I don't think this was a good thing to do in their relationships. <laughs> um, so first of all, side little side little note. Um, I did learn that uh, Chris Rock had actually hit on Jada back when there was a previous divorce rumor. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she did not uh, want to go out with him. Um, so that adds a little bit to the drama. Uh, overall, though, I feel like pick a lane or shut up. Oh, my clock's still going. I thought it was about to, I, I thought I heard it go off. Okay. So what I mean by that is like these guys have been telling different stories for so long, and people do have an option. They can be truthful, they can stick with a lie, or they can just say, I will not discuss my family. Like that's just not how we want to be. This is a power couple. They could get away with that if they wanted to. They made a choice not to. So I agree with Ty. Like this is time to sell books. The last revelation that they had an open relationship that they denied for years was also time Will Smith's book release. So I think they're doing it for the attention to get book sales. So that's all on them. Uh, big explosions. I hope this works. We're trying something out. But we got another Harry and Meghan situation. Yeah, maybe like less checking before. Like maybe like a little. Just a two, like a five-second tick. Because the ticking really gets in the way of the talking. It's very true. It's very true. But yeah, you're you're right, Lynn. I mean, this whole thing. Ah, God, this whole. I heard this today, and I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. I feel like I'm losing my mouth. This whole freaking ticking talk thing. I don't know. Sabrina, your turn now. Get in there. What do you think? Do you think this is a good situation for? Jada Pinkett Smith that she finally walking away from Will Smith because they haven't been really together for a long time or should they have kept it secret and stayed, 
you know, away from the, uh, they kept staying in the spotlight and stayed away from the paparazzi, letting them know their business because now everyone knows that they're not together anymore. What do you think? I feel like it makes a weird amount no. of sense to me personally, because, uh, like Lynn had mentioned, the open relationship thing was the thing. And like, but like, if you were going to eventually come out with this, why wouldn't you have come out with it when she was sleeping with his friend's son? Like that would seem like a good time you know, maybe to go about doing this. Also, um, I think that it probably also would have been a, a good time to not slap someone at the fucking Oscars if you're not even with your wife and she's giving him a look from the chairs like, you better stand up for me. And like, you, we're not even together. It just doesn't, none of it makes any sense to me. And you want to be weird and do your thing, that's on y'all. I don't care. But I feel like she has been riding his coattails for as long as, I, Sean said, I feel like they've gotten further than they would have together than they would have separately bro she got further than she would have ever if she was not with him okay and she used him for her stupid facebook show red table or some fucking shit she like randomly filming him walking around his own house and he's like please don't do that and then she posted that shit like she's not i don't i'm not i think with, without him you know she'd be fucking i don't know a, a wardrobe fucking person we did it Fuck her. that was good that was really good <laughs> i will say I yeah. Also, by the way, quick, just to answer a question in the chat, uh, Queen Glamazona, they were going to do an after a sequel. It kind of fell out, but that happens a lot. I mean, it could, it's a possibility. I also agree with you, Colossus. He should not have lost control at the Astros. That was fucking ridiculous, especially in this yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, and Ty, you're, uh, I saw this too uh, just a second ago. Uh, I think without him, she's nothing, honey. 100% truth. Um, and then, yeah, why is Jade even famous? Because she did one episode of fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and got uh, with Wilson. That's oh, why. boy. Shots well, fired again. That's why. His coattails are free now. Any one of us can jump on. <laughs> if, if <he> <laughs> is, that, is that what we're interviewing for right now? Is that what's happening? Uh, she was in a Matrix video game, guys. So, <laughs> hey, she was also in a Matrix Oh, my goodness. Too. I was in a State Farm commercial. Does that mean I'm famous and amazing like Jada? But you no, got, you got it doesn't matter. As her in a video game don't care amazing Come i on. mean i just feel i just think that they shouldn't have hid this and we go back and forth about how there's the other relationships and the slap again and all that i just think that there are so many different times no, that probably better time to step forward as opposed to a book sale as we're all saying like this is like the worst timing you should have done it back then before slap again before all that went down because maybe that wouldn't have happened you're right money 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 did you guys watch gotham she was on gotham she yeah, was, yeah she was great on gotham Millicent, yeah, great. I totally forgot. I did like her on Gotham. Yeah, I think she did an awesome job. And I think that she does have this powerful, like, persona that she brings to the screen a lot of times. It's just like, you don't want to fuck with her. You really don't. Like, I mean, no, Will sure doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Not since 2016, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a hell of a deal right there. Uh, but I feel bad for the relationship overall. And I just think at the end of the day. Of course. I mean, obviously. There'll be a lot of lawyers involved. And they eventually do sign that paperwork because think about that empire that they built together. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of contracts. They got to figure out a lot of legalities, Again, a lot of legalese. For me personally. And there's also a lot of legalese for Alec Baldwin again, everybody, because oh, Alec boy. Baldwin's back in the news one more time, one more time, one more time for Rust. Ah, uh, will this ever end? I don't know. Maybe, maybe now. I, I Probably not right now. But Rust prosecutors are going after Alec Baldwin again, and they actually subpoenaed the Rust production company to get all the contracts to find out what kind of form of a producer Alec Baldwin is for the production. Because right now they're saying that whatever his financial stake is in the movie... 
it could have motivated him to uh, deny additional firearm training requested by the armorer, which caused this incident to happen. And that way, if they prove that's true, then they can recharge him for criminal charges again in this case. So that's what's happening moving forward now. Now, it's a prelude to refiling, of course. So this is not for sure yet, but the possibility that Baldwin stood profit if he cut corners on safety on set could lead to the prosecutors charging him for manslaughter. And then that's that, that, that's what they're looking at right now. We have no idea if this is going to go through, but they did go after the Rust Production Company, and the company is being subpoenaed. They're told they have to turn over all the paperwork, and they're saying, really, it's like a breach of contracts. It's getting into their into their world when it's like the prosecutors are just diving into a world they shouldn't be involved in. And they're trying to play, you know, back and forth with them. The prosecutors are saying, what well, are they trying to hide? They're trying to hide something, which they're probably not. I mean, there are a lot of, like, there's a lot of tape with all these production companies but they want to know what his financial stake is and right now the armorer was saying that she had was supposed to have all this training and at the time they said we're going to start training you but they're going to stop training you so they gave her eight days of training paid armor training and she got paid as a prop assistant after that which is not right if you're doing the armor job. And even Cal or Mexico actually fined the production. I didn't hear about this until recently, but the uh, that, that just called the New Mexico Occupational Health and Safety Bureau actually fined Rust $100,000 for willful serious violations of safety measures when they cut her funding for getting her armor training. So that's why they're going after Alec Baldwin again now. Will he be charged? Will he not be charged? We don't know yet. They're going to get all the documents and move forward. We're going to find out if he does go to court again. Now, he tried to fight it, get thrown out. It's not going anywhere. Somebody get my bulletproof vest. Queen Glamazona said, yes, get my bulletproof I, I got vest my on set. Me. I'm ready. Yeah. We're going to do one more hot take on this one because we've talked about this one a lot of times, everybody. So let's get into a hot take. Sabrina, I'm going to go at you first here. Sabrina, what do you think about this? Do you think that Alec Baldwin will be fine at the end of the day? Is this just speculation? Is it the company just, or the prosecution just, just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks? Or do you think that there's something actually here with everything that they're saying about Alec Baldwin and this case? Are you ready? Get into it. Let's go. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very confused. I don't know what kind of training that you could have had that would have made you um any more aware that you shouldn't put a live round in a fucking gun like i don't i don't i don't care like that's common fucking sense like you have a gun you don't put real bullets in the gun and if you have real bullets maybe you put them somewhere else maybe not on your cart maybe in an office somewhere maybe locked in a box maybe in a special fucking case like i don't know how live rounds got into a gun period i don't care she's obviously a fucking moron like whoever Whatever kind of training you go to, it's not going to make a fucking moron realize that you cannot put live bullets with fucking prop bullets. So I, training to me, it doesn't fucking matter. Yes, if they denied her training and they were paying her as a prop assistant and she wasn't actually an armorer, that is 100% a fucking problem. But she still put those bullets in that fucking gun. So as far as I'm concerned, she is the person who murdered that fucking poor woman. Like, I don't, I don't understand how there's any other way about it. Yes, I'm sure he can be held liable as a producer. Boom, and one big explosion on that. Yeah, that's I need my thing. church fan for this. Oh, my Lord. I mean, there is the Woo! case to say that she should have been better properly trained. I get that. But you're right. At the end of the day, she did put the bullets in there. 
first AD should there, there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth here should have taken the gun from the first AD there's that they're trying to also say that you know Alec Bowen's had enough stuff on set enough experience on set he should know but then you have no idea when you're going to rehearse a scene sometimes as an actor you just grab something you go and you, you trust the people no, you're given you. something yeah. that someone tells you is a certain thing like I worked on Bosch for seven years West. you know Thanks, how many Bosch times Rex. people you know, are we're handling weapons. There was always a speech beforehand. And, you know, they the person who gave them a weapon always fired it to show you that it was not real rounds. You know what I mean? Like, so you're just not I mean, I don't I don't understand as an actor, you know, they pay you to know your lines and fucking go on set and do that. Everyone else does their job. Your hair and makeup gets done by somebody. Your wardrobe is done by somebody. Someone hands you a fucking gun. You shoot it like that's not it's not an actor's fault in that situation. As a producer, it's a different story. And that's what they're trying to find out how much of a producer he is. He's just on name or if he's getting a lot of back end points, something to do with if he's dealing with the budget. And that's why this is moving forward. And they said before. Eight Sabrina, days of training. You should know the fucking difference between a blank and a live round. Yeah, you should. Period. You really, you should. You really should. No days of training. How about just be like, is this real? Is this call Ryan shoot, it in the frickin', shoot in the dirt. Like, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Lynn, what do you think? Do you agree with Sabrina that, you know, she should know better? Or do you think that the prosecution might actually have a case here moving forward? Because they, they're saying they do they're saying they have they have evidence they're going to get this they're going to pull from the production and they're going to go after him so what do you think about this that's that you get in there for your hot take and i get it yeah so i think both of those can be true at the same time so 100 percent uh yeah it comes down if there's no live round there's no problem at the same time if it does turn out that alec baldwin did have uh input into into budgeting into the training if he was part of the decision process to cancel training not just for her from what i recall for the entire pool of people involved uh, if that is found to be the case i think the prosecutors do have a case i think that there are safety protocols in place for a reason right that's why someone test fires off screen right like they pointed to the ground before anybody fires it that's why Alec Baldwin was not supposed to be like pulling the trigger there were other things that happen that are there to protect in case somebody does mess up in a really dumb way and put a live bullet in so I think it's, they're just gonna have to see if he gets tied to it or not and other than that um he was in Beetlejuice right okay <laughs> he was in Beetlejuice yeah, yeah. I mean good point so Good really, Good really, really quickly, there were a couple questions. Like he, he was point. It, it was a rehearsal, yeah, right, and it was a steady cam shot, yeah. So the DP Helena was standing, walking with the steady cam as like a, a grip will guide a steady cam operator, and she was standing on the other side. So obviously, the action in in his like what he was supposed to do in the scene, he was walking through, and she would just happen to be standing there. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like he was aiming it at her. You know what I mean? And like in regards to like, you know, did wait for someone to yell action? It was they were they they yelled action on a rehearsal. It was the end of the shot of the fucking rehearsal. So after they walked through, the, you know, steady cam is like it's on an arm and it keeps it steady. And like it's like I, if I'm walking backwards and you're walking with me so I can film you like it's a very it's a difficult thing for an operator to do. And, and it's very difficult for an actor to make sure that they pace the right way and keep their eye line and like don't walk too fast or walk too slow. Like it's a very entailed thing. You know what I mean? But like, as I mean, I don't know, like with him, he was supposed to, he did fire the gun. He didn't fire the gun. They didn't squeeze the trick. I don't know. Like all that shit is uh, speculation. I don't, 
I, he had to have pulled the trigger. Um, I know he said that he didn't, you know, but it, when you're yeah, in the moment, still. you just, you know, it's like a thing. Like how many times you on your mouse and you accidentally click on something that you didn't mean to, it's like trigger happy thing. Like it just happens. So I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like the armor, whether it like, I mean, you, I feel like you could have asked a fucking teenager to fucking do that and they wouldn't have put live rounds in it. Like I just, it's like common fucking sense. I don't understand. Teenager maybe is a little bit harsh. I'm also, sorry. Queen, it's like, you know, it was rehearsal. So, honestly, he probably should never had to pull any trigger as it was. Usually, they use rubber guns during rehearsals. There's never usually a gun that would actually have blanks in it. It's, you know, it does happen. It's usually time a rubber time, gun during rehearsal. It's usually a rubber gun. But it was so. probably like, you know, the yeah. one, the one like rehearsal before going, like with the actual shit. You know what I mean? After they did the rubber gun rehearsal. And GR is right. The moron should have known. I mean, but the thing is, like, honestly, it's like. I don't know. Did the director get shot as well? I don't know. The, yeah, first, I think the first AD did as well. Well, really? So, but but that but that's the I whole thing that. though. It's like they didn't have the camera up. It was they're using like a cell phone. It was rehearsal. They weren't even using the steady cam. So it was like a whole thing. Like, why do we have a gun? Why are we doing that? I don't know. Let's go over to Mike for a second. Mike, what do you think about this? Do you think that you know the prosecution has a case here? If you know uh, Alec Baldwin actually is that kind of producer, or do you think that this is all just smoke and mirrors to make this thing draw out further, and that they're just trying to wreck Alec Baldwin's career and his life? Think it at it. Here's your hot take. Um, I think that the I think that the first AD was the person to hand him the gun, and that that it was, was yes. that was part of the training issue. Is that Alec Baldwin should have known better that he should only be accepting a gun from the armorer, right? Um, yes. It, it's it's interesting. The, uh, Hollywood has a law, does it not? Uh, a new re newish regulation about uh, what? About the length of shoots? Something about falling asleep at the wheel? Someone's law? I mean, there, there, there's golden hour. But there, there, Wait, what? There's golden time. There, there's just there's just protective laws that that are in place and i think that this is an instance because what, what this puts me in mind of is like a fire marshal you can't be like a person building a building and saying well we only have the budget to make the hallway this big so tough shit fire marshal the fire marshal has the, <laughs> has the authority to say uh nah brah you need people to be out of an explode I'm going way uh, too long. Yeah, so, you're fine. So, like, this so segment actually they works. Need, they, need, they need to have they need to have that power because the production house has to have that trust. That it, it's so interesting from a legal perspective, and that's why it's kind of cool that it's still in the. It's sad, but it's cool that it's still in the news. Like hearing that it's it it matters at all whether uh, whether Alec squeezed the trigger when you handed him a gun that you essentially by being on set and being in this relationship with him you said hey this is an empty gun this will yep. not hurt anybody there's yep. no fucking chance in hell yep. that i would hand this to you if this was live it shouldn't matter whether or not he squeezes the trigger and for that to matter in a legal context is very very strange to me that says to me that that maybe maybe the fault in this place is uh is a little bit hazy and it's a situation where regulations need to be uh put in place so that it doesn't happen in the future 
Yeah, and, and as people are saying in the chat too, like Colossus and, and Queen are saying like, yeah, you can do special effects and, and a lot of productions do that. But a lot of these Westerns, of course, they're specialized guns. I've worked in Westworld for years and they always use blanks and they always had it because it just looks better practically. But then and again, the audio of a real gunfire, you know what I mean? The, like the, the, the bullets come out, you know what I mean? Like it's a whole thing. It's, and, it's much superior, you know, cinematically for sure. But again, this might be going away more. You know, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to take in Sean's time here, but like, okay, if you were uh, on a plane that crashed, right, and it turns out it was from a faulty part, does it matter if the pilots and the crew did not actually do the full check that they were supposed to do to make there sure that go. it was off? That's my my point. Sorry, Sean. That's, that's <laughs> no, a good question. I feel like the, uh, the pilots would be hit with that too. I think they would be hit as long a, a, along with the manufacturer, yeah. which is probably why the prosecution's going. And this how way. much does the pilot have control over mechanics on a plane? Like they have yeah, control of the cockpit. What if what if there's no yeah, they, uh, what if landing gear doesn't sure. come down or what if you know what I mean? Like there's things that they don't have control over. Well, yeah, they don't it's have control. Like of a safety wrong. officer that you hired or somebody that you paid to do the do the checks beforehand, isn't it? Well, it's not the fucking pilot. I'll tell you that they, much. They have their normal private, like, you know, one, two, three checks. You know, whatever their checks are, they have to have something. You know, before they go, there has yeah. to be something. There's safety checks that have to happen, and it's specifically like, or like, if you're going um, rock climbing, right? There, there's a whole protocol that you have to talk about being on belay, even if somebody can see that you're clearly on the thing, right? There's certain protocols that need to be followed for safety. We have it in a number of of things that we experience every day, like flying, like rock climbing. Um, not that I rock climb every day, but you get my gist. Uh, so I rock climb never to be fair. Rock climb all day. Right. I rock climb all day. Um, that's where I wear these glasses all day rock climbing. Um, so my point is, like, yes, it's mostly like very, very much of it is on that per like the person who, who messed up with that bullet. But there were protocols in place that were not followed on this set that had they been followed would have prevented that injury just because of a could have not would have could have could have. And then they wouldn't be culpable because these are the things that are put in place to try to because if they had fired it, they would have seen the it limit culpability. That's why those yeah. exist, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm, exactly. Sean what's, your, Sean, what's your hot take on this? Do you think are you agreeing? You I think it's, Sean didn't go? I, Sean has not gone. <laughs> I don't think I need a hot take at this point. Sean's done. Save your bombs. I know you, you have only so many bombs. Okay. I'll save I agree. Like, I'll like, save the bombs. I, <laughs> thank you, Mike. Yeah. Like, no, I think I think everyone had a really good points here. Like, obviously, like I I feel like this needs to be looked at, needs to be understood of what exactly happened. There's enough conjecture. There's enough, like, you know, uh, supposing what happened or blame being passed around. But really, like, we won't know until the rest of the story is going on. Um, maybe. Uh, that's that's too bad, Colossus Rex, if that's true. Oh, you gave me the bomb anyway. Uh, great. Um, I, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what else I can add to the conversation because I feel like everyone said this, but... You know, it's like uh, culpability versus like, you know, mistakes happen and understanding that. But if procedures weren't filled, that needs to be known. And those people need to be held accountable for their actions, uh, unfortunately, being what they are. So, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, addressing this like that like i don't know that we know that he specifically hired that like there's a lot of producers on a film and there's like a new i don't want to say a trend but it's it's uh a much more um 
popular in Hollywood now currently. It's it's more of a thing where actors are producers on their projects, right? So like I know it's like through his production company, but there's also like I mean on Bosch, Titus Welliver, uh the, the lead, he was a, a producer on it. Like on, on the morning show, uh, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston are producers on it. Like I mean like it, any any show, the main actress like Zendaya uh is a, a producer on um that crazy drug show she's on why can't i think of the name of it euphoria euphoria yeah uh, thank you um like it's it's a thing like it's a thing um and i, I so i don't necessarily know the exact amount of decision making that he actually did like i don't think that you know zendaya is sitting in on on uh who the armorer is on her show or like who where we're gonna get the fake drugs from or you know what i mean like so i, I that's the whole thing with this is like we like, have to see how much drugs real drugs would zendaya uh, well, be culpable yeah that would be and it's more acceptable i think that happens sometimes <laughs> i think that happens <laughs> I mean, it come definitely on. used to happen a lot. I don't know about currently. Accidentally. Um, you know, Martini, you know, you know, why were you doing like, you know, last shot, everybody was taking shots. I mean, that stuff was used to back in the day. People were doing cocaine and drinking and shit on set all the time, you know? Well, it's a big party. I was like, you know, the Martini was, as soon as we're done with this, we're all about to be drinking Martini. Like, drinking. I, don't, I don't think it was, we're currently drinking yeah. Martini. Yeah. <laughs> but that's enough of those hot takes, you know? It's just, there's so many legalese with this, and I feel like that this is just something that's going to keep drawing out. And we'll probably talk about it again, of course, but, you know, all these lawyers all the time, sometimes I feel like they work with a fucking devil and that leads me to that we have a devil's advocate too coming everybody because devil's advocate if you remember this movie if you love this movie you hate this movie if it gave you weird sex dreams there's a sequel coming because i'm just gonna say there's some weird fucking sex shit in this but you know, devil's advocate 2 oh is apparently moving forward with keanu reeves attached to it so keanu reeves is coming back regency enterprise is working on this they've been trying to make this happen for a while there's no word in al pacino yet if he's coming back there's no word if charlie's theron's coming back but we do know that Keanu is coming into this. Of course, the movie came out in 1997, made $153 million and a $57 million budget, which is a huge win. Yeah, very much a huge freaking win. But they tried to do like a spin-off series, the actual writer of The Devil's Advocate with original source material they based the original movie off of. Andrew uh, Niederman actually tried to do a series called Judgment Day, and it just it just it was a prequel series. It kind of fell through. But now they're moving forward with the sequel. And the idea is that it's going to continue. They're going to have uh, some Keanu back, and people are going to probably love to see what happens with the devil and his son afterwards. And I know there's a couple people that really want to talk about this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see here. Let me look this way. Um, I'm going to go with uh, you know, you know, Lynn, Lynn's back. So let's go with Lynn first. Lynn, what do you think that the Devil's Advocate 2 is moving forward? Are you excited? Are you stoked? Is this a project you've been waiting for for a long time? What do you think? I think... Eddie Bazoon. <laughs> I got to say it first. <laughs> special creature. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So I don't know how I feel about another one coming out. I just really wanted to talk about Devil's Advocate because it is one of the best movies of all time. I do not know if it's actually a good movie. Probably not. But it is like one of the most watchable movies like ever and for the longest time how i knew i was in a hotel is if devil's advocate was on tv somewhere like it is so good oh and yeah like so flawless good. and it's weird it's like what's extremes it's, it's extremes and like the scenery chewing and just like it's all over the place it works it works on uh uh you know like when they edit it down for tv 
works just fine then it works in the full it's just it's just so good the hair the hair Charlize's hair is amazing like why did she never bring back the perm it was great uh everything about that movie is so over the top and extreme it is like one of the most watchable things ever i could like just yeah any day of the week i just put it on the background and i'm good um so i do not know how you do this without al pacino again i think that is like the biggest thing if he's not there again i i don't know if i can help being disappointed you know i don't think that no matter how good a non-Pacino devil is. I think that the Pacino monologues were just like really what like brought Devil's Advocate home in the in the first one. It was the you know cherry on top, uh, and without that, I don't think it's quite the same. So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it, and I'm just glad that I got to talk about Eddie Barzun before you went and called on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I do love like Glenn Mazzone said like why not a TV series that's what they were trying to do was a prequel series that kind of makes sense though too like honestly for this you could do a formulaic lawyer series that's worked really well for a lot of TV networks so but that, then you don't you, have Keanu you don't have Keanu and unless maybe you have him do a pop and they did that with the uh what was it with the pill where they had Bradley Cooper come in and Vince uh Limitless he popped yeah. he's a producer and he popped and you could do something like that but it's not the same did that, you, did that do well and Al Pacino I don't think so. But Al Pacino no. also was getting pretty old, but it doesn't matter. He's still fucking acting his ass off. He could come in and do this. And, I, and he's working on, like, he worked on an Amazon show for like a couple seasons. Like, oh, why would he not the, do this? The you Hitlers. Know? Yeah. Hunters. Yeah, the Hunters. Thank you. Sean, what do you think about this? Are you a fan of The Devil's Advocate? Is this something that you would watch if it comes, or when it comes, I should say? And are you excited that Keanu would come back to a project like this after, well, it's been since 97? Yeah, I mean, uh, this this actually might have been one of the first movies I saw with a boob in it. And with a boob in it, light implied incest. If that's if, that, if, that, if my memory light. is correct, more than implied. Oh, okay, it, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's heavy on the incest theme. <laughs> heavy. Um, interesting. Has it seen uh, Game of Thrones? Ninety-seven. I think I remember this movie the most though because of Keanu Reeves' ridiculous accent. Um, so hopefully that'll come back. Um, so yeah, you know, but like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm of the age and of a generation that conflates a lot of Al Pacino's movies with just big ass. So like, I, you know, I, I know that wasn't in this one. Um, but you know, uh, if you can have a kid, the guy can still act. Uh, that's, that's what I, I think Word up. The, the law of the land. So put him in it, give Keanu something to, to do and, yeah, let's let's see some more things. I think I remember some like cool special effects or things like, I don't know. Uh, the I'm first special effects were awesome. That, I'm that conflating that this with uh, Blade for some reason too. Yeah, the morphing wall, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then the people were like wax, but also dying in fire. Pretty, it was pretty good for '97. Yeah. I no. didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty cool for 97. Yeah. Sabrina, what do you think about this? Do you think that uh, it's a good idea, a good concept moving forward? We're going to continue a series. Should it be the devil's advocate or should this be left back in 1997? Uh, I mean, I, I agree with Lynn that I love this fucking movie. I feel, I also love Constantine. 
which I, I like, I, I feel like. Fuck yeah, Constantine. Yeah. You're like, underrated. So underrated. <laughs> and Tilda Swinton fucking killed that shit Thank in Constantine. You. He smoked 84 packs of cigarettes a minute. I mean, I don't know. I, I, lo- I just loved everything about that. I love everything about this. Like, I, I agree with Lynn with the Al Pacino thing. Like, it's kind of be, going to be, um, you know, a little bit weird. This is Charlize Theron's, like, debut. She like rolled into town like as a model and was like, I'm going to be in a movie. And look at her now. She's fucking killing it. Killing it. Okay. So I I feel like, I don't know. This, I I also am obsessed with Keanu Reeves. I think he's amazing. Um, and John Wick is my favorite action fucking uh, eye penis of all time. Um, so I, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it in any capacity. I'll watch Keanu Reeves literally do anything, but do something amazing like this. Like, okay, I wasn't stoked on the, you know, reboot of The Matrix, fine. But I still am super stoked on him. And I feel like this whole devil situation is really, he's got a lot of experience with it. I feel like he's going to be amazing. Hopefully Charlize Theron will pop in. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I'm excited to find out, to be perfectly honest. She really did. She, she She's was fucking gorgeous. She when was. is she not though? She is so hot. I fucking love her. Yeah. I'm I love Keanu is is like maybe too good now. Like that's I, I until Sean brought it up and Sabrina, you just touched on it now. Like like part of the charm him. was like he was not good then, but in such a charming way. So it yeah. like it worked. And if he's like good at like just like really doing like like high level performance, I don't know. It might not work. He's so badass. He's, well, he's in, he's at a stage in his career where he's like doing shit he wants to do, like mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. instead of versus things he has to do, like I, I you know, he's, he 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 just has done so well of just kind of a, a, a appealing to a new generation of people that just like seeing him and like him being himself in movies. You know, he's not making Lake House anymore, <laughs> um, which is great. Know, like he, that movie was very lovely. Yeah, no, but that's not terrible. what we want. We want to see was Keanu lovely. like in some action. Oh, he he was he, it was so sweet. There was a tree involved. Oh, the tree son. grew. It was, you know, oh, it was terrible. But whatever. Yeah. I like him anyway. I liked him in fucking Parenthood. I liked him in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like people always shit on him, and I feel like he is finally like getting the respect not that he has deserved. Not me, Sabrina. I defend him every really? day of my I life. <laughs> Whenever people talk shit about him, I get very upset. Um, and I, I just want to really quickly. I'm sorry. Same team. Colossus Rex. Mm-hmm. A sequel is never, ever going to be able to replicate the fucking original. But since it's so, like, it's so far away, so, so far, far removed, on. I feel like there's hope. And honestly, another light, light, quick note. Keanu Reeves is one of the nicest people on the fucking planet. He, I said this before on the show. He waited online the in the rain, in the fucking rain, like at his own premiere right. in New York. Like, that's ridiculous and then when he got to the door the people were like why didn't you come up here and he was like well everyone else was waiting i thought i should wait too like he's that kind of person and that's awesome he's a fucking awesome human being so i support him in all of his endeavors i will go see anything that he does and also once again john wick my favorite action ip in, in all in all the world so sabrina's favorite IP. i am in mike what do you think are you support devil's advocate it was too? disappointing girl are by you the way super yeah. excited that this story came up today this is moving forward and does it make sense that Keanu would come back to this franchise. Well, this movie could be a franchise. I guess when there's two, isn't it a franchise, yeah, right? Yeah. We're making it a franchise. Sounds like it's franchise, yeah. yeah Brian, you know the, look at the legal question. definition of franchise? Come on. Is three a franchise? <laughs> I think three needs to be a franchise. Three is a franchise. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Two is a couple, three is a crap. My bad. It's a, it's a hopeful it's a hopeful gaze into the future to a maybe franchise. <laughs> 
let's first things first, Sean. Uh, <laughs> did not have to do this movie. Okay, word up. He gave away a, a fair portion of his compensation to um, Dustin Diamond or Al Pacino to uh, <laughs> to to uh, so, to pay for Al Pacino's portion because he had demanded a higher quote and uh and keanu reeves Wait, wanted really? to have him on board yeah really and pacino keanu reeves is, see to... he gets better and better he he does he's great he can't, <laughs> he can't be better he can't be better i'm happy to see so much love in the, in the uh, i fucking love him like I was saying, Brian knows the answer to this question because when he talked to me last night, I said, Brian, Brian, oh, you got to have us on the show tonight. Like, <laughs> we're, we're so excited. We have such strong opinions. 1997, when this movie came out. It that was, was when I graduated high school. We were approaching, and th that was a great time to graduate high school, Sabrina. We were approaching Thank the you. peak of American cinema right before the solar flare from the sun knocked us into an alternative reality. Because right before that happened, we had the two volcano movies happening the same year <laughs> in 1998. And that was the moment when our culture was still, uh, that, that was pre-digital. That's when everything was, was real, maximum gun-toting John Woo. And right, right the moment before that happened, you had this movie um and before uh you know eddie barzoom god's special little creature when you got to be the first to say it i got to be the last to say it i for a long time, <laughs> for a long time uh imagined getting that tattoo because i thought an eddie barzoom tattoo would be great thankfully prior to the sex offenses that he committed oh uh, boy the actor jeffrey jones um so this this movie had so much going for it like it has it has so many visual influences um that you see later and that you saw before like i see a lot of uh silence of the lambs in in the way that the plot is is structured you've got all the uh the santa fava beans in, in the beginning the fava beans the brain cannibalism <laughs> all throughout the movie um <laughs> and then, lest, lest us not forget, and I won't drag this on too long, uh, you have, at the end of the movie, Al Pacino as the devil. Once uh, once we have our occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge moment, where where we bring uh, Keanu Reeves back to the present Well, wow, you're very versed. I like it. <laughs> I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. Pro probably, probably, goddamn near thirty times. This happened tonight, Sean. Too many. It's, it's too not many. Too, it's, well, yeah, okay. It's too many. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you're, he's he's back at the very beginning of the movie. He gets to live his whole movie over it. again. He's happy because he ha can remake his choice. And then you see, oh, okay. Well, now. The uh, the devil Al Pacino is taking another take. He's the what? He's the it's reporter. a hot take. The other the other <laughs> attorney. He's the other attorney saying, it's "Oh, well, maybe this time, uh, vanity is the sin that I'll I'll choose to break into this my son's soul with, rather than incest, which I presume was the sin that he was he was trying to Whoopsie. work with. Before. 
Did you? It was greed. It was greed. Okay. Right. So, okay. So good. That that leaves the whole incest angle open for right. after that. Okay. He can, do that. he can do that again. Do that again. I'm banging his sister. I'm not watching. <laughs> after the vanity part. Uh, yeah, it, it it might be an interesting uh, an interesting show, but. Uh, you know, if if they're talking about it, then it's a vanity project because I can't imagine that this would just be money. And I don't know that there's that many people that care. Like, apparently, we all do. So maybe I, there's a I lot more. It's <laughs> very selective, elite, beautiful, attractive, intelligent <laughs> audience. Like, I don't know that the money the the money giving public is uh is quite as uh quite as deep as the people that we hang, get have the luxury of hanging out here with but yeah fucking give us another one yeah i mean i gotta tell you though mike the money giving people you know what they want and they probably paid the devil for it is a seinfeld seinfeld reunion seinfeld, seinfeld. Re i know right <laughs> seinfeld reunion moving forward apparently everybody because it's one of those things it's not 100 confirmed yet but jerry seinfeld actually was doing a stand-up uh session this past weekend and he uh he, he was talking to the fans a little bit they were asking some questions and he let this slip i just want to let him speak for his own words before we dive into this conversation so Here's what he said at his stand-up session this past weekend. Did you like the ending? Did I like what? The ending. The ending of the show. Well, I have a little secret for you about the ending. But I can't really tell it. Because it is a secret. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen. That has to do with that ending. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. And just what you are thinking about, Larry and I have also been thinking about. So everyone's going nuts online about this, being this confirms that, you know, they're going to do another season or reunion or something else is going to move forward. But for me, I'm not really sold on this 100%. Like, yes, he is saying something's going to happen, but it could be like, this has happened before. They do like a Super Bowl commercial or something like that. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, it's a reunion. There's an ending. They do like one scene. It's like boom, 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 done. You know? And then, you know, as opposed to being in jail, they have some happy ending. Maybe it's like boom, boom, boom. He's like married and they're having a good time. They have kids. So who knows? But maybe it means a new season is coming. He said multiple times he wasn't sure to do another one. I don't know. What do you think about this? Sabrina, do you think this is like some freaking solid evidence that fans out there have been asking for, screaming for a better ending are going to get it? Or do you think this is just, it could be, it could be anything. It could be a fart in the wind. Um, so many things are a fart in the wind, Brian. Thank you for <laughs> posing it to me that way. Um, <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, Queen, I don't think anyone, I, I really don't think anyone liked the ending of Seinfeld. I watched that show loyally for all 10 seasons, I think. Loved it. Love. Like I, I reference it all the time in my life. I just can't, like, the ending was awful. Um, it, one of the most disappointing endings for me on, on any show that I ever watched and loved. Um... So, yeah, I, I would love for them to write it. But also, like, I watched the Friends reunion. They're not great. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like leave it where it lies in this situation. I mean, I'd love to see them all back together again. I, there's a little bit of a controversy with Michael Richards that I, I don't know how they're going to get around. Um, 
Very true. Well, that's kind of fucking weird. Um, I just like, just leave it. It was a great success. It like one of the most celebrated and loved shows of all time. Still in syndication. Like just, just leave it. You know, maybe, maybe if you want to fix the ending, like, you know, uh, explain it in your comedy routine and it'll just spread around like it just did right now. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a lot. Also, Lynn, specifically for you, not related to this. Um, Keanu Reeves, just under Ryan Reynolds for me, just so you know. Oh, uh, <laughs> you have small taste, Sabrina. Just uh, under Ryan Reynolds. We so much, but we go hard, hardcore number two. <laughs> um, since Sabrina's throwing some shots and some fires, Lynn, what do you think? Do you sure think that this is a good idea if they will actually make a new season, a new spinoff, a new special? Or do you think this could be one of those things where it will just be a one-off, like, five-minute thing, and that's all the fans are going to get, and we shouldn't get too excited no, about it? No, he didn't, Ryan. Sorry. Go ahead, Lynn. I think the ending of Seinfeld is a lot like Ryan Reynolds' face. Wow. <laughs> so gorgeous. Uh, and, and also um puts you to sleep at night with a smile on your face. Is that what we're talking about? I do not understand. You I must have loved the ending of Seinfeld. And like not see somebody who just needs to be smacked. But um, but back to and I'm not an advocate for violence. I just feel like it might be healthy for him. He's just got this air of self-satisfaction that I cannot stand. And I don't think it's deserved. Um, also an amazing person, also, by the way. Do your research. He might be. He might be. But he, he is. has a smug face. So while these Seinfeld clips have been playing, uh, <laughs> <back to this laughs> topic, uh, I don't I don't know. I just don't care, I guess. I feel like I grew up and now I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, we've moved on. Like, Curb Your Enthusiasm is a, a, a fucking tough follow-up for Seinfeld. What do you mean? I mean, it was it's great, but it's not as great as Seinfeld was. Well, I like it. That, like, uh -huh. it's just like, now I'm what like, I don't know, like that age, like, I don't know, the sitcom, I just don't understand why sitcoms aren't dead yet. I guess. Right. Oh, so, rude. I'm sorry. I'm just not a sitcom pro. Here we have another place. No wonder. <laughs> what are you like Ryan Reynolds if you like sitcoms? Um, no, I just don't get it. Why do we still have, you know, like laugh tracks and studio? I've just, I don't. I well, for don't. someone who doesn't work in television, sitcoms are actually amazing. Um, they are freaking... sitcom, multiple sitcoms and I did not enjoy it. <laughs> you didn't enjoy it? What didn't you enjoy about it? The I short hours, the fact that it's fucking hilarious, the fact that you don't have to turn around 52 times and work 15 hour days. Like what's so terrible about a sitcom, Lynn? Please tell me. Please tell me. That one, The Big Bang Theory, go, you can watch it without the laugh track and it is like the most depressing thing ever. Yeah, and I don't like that show, but thank you. Pick another. <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> I just don't, I don't like the the laugh track, the scripted, the coming onto the 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 set feeling. Like it's just, it's the know, closest like, thing to doing like live theater, like with cameras. Like you right. you go, they try shit, they rewrite shit every day. It's like you see something like mold in progress, like over five days, like when the show starts and when the show went from the table read to the fucking tape thing and the lines changing, and the way that the actors adapt to that. And the fucking way that like fucking people get fired because they can't sell their fucking jokes. Like it's it's a fucking really it's a very intense process that happens over five days that yeah. you do like in theater over a fucking run of a show. It's I'm not saying it's not impressive. I just think it's dead. I don't know. It's the cinematic world. Definitely not, Dad. Lynn, you're right. In the so. cinematic like TV show world, though, there are a lot more. You know, TV shows becoming more like movies. There are less of those. That was like the golden age of TV. Really, like right. when you think about like 
Desi Arnaz when he actually created that and he's like let's put these cameras on freaking wheels get three cameras in there and like shoot the whole thing back like that was like monumental it saved them so much money it let them shoot so much more it was a big thing but nowadays people are spending more money and they're not they don't care about cutting costs and then and, and, and being cheaper a bunch but there are a lot of good sitcoms still out there so i don't know if i'll ever die the neighborhood is yeah. one of them i don't think it'll ever Great die sitcom. Gilgan's Island, bring back Gilgan's Island, Colossus Rex said. That'd be fucking awesome. Thing, Let's do it. Sean, what do you think about this? Do you think that Seinfeld is coming back? I know I saw you shaking your head <laughs> earlier about the whole thing. Or do you think this is just people getting fired up over something that's probably just like, you know, nothing, smoking the wind? No, I, I feel like every time we get murmurs or whispers or, you know, taunts from Jerry or even Larry David himself, right, it just turns into a commercial and you know maybe he'll do another jerry seinfeld and superman mastercard commercial or uh you know i mean we had that season of um uh, uh you know curb your enthusiasm that was all about you know bringing seinfeld back and, and how much that would be a, a cool thing and i you know i think the world's i don't i don't know if the world needs seinfeld to come back at this point like i honestly feel like it it I, I don't have as many qualms or many, you know, uh, concerns about you guys, what you guys do about the ending. Like, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice little touch bringing everyone what? back and showcasing, like, you know, where the where the group has kind of, you know, uh, done to these perfectly nice people. Um, I thought it was nice. I thought it was a nice touch and a, a good fan service. So, you know, if it brings if it brings it back, uh, uh, great. Good for them. Um, I know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the guy that played Kramer, I'm sure he needs some work right now. Michael Richards. Yeah, Definitely. there's been a lot. Of, as he's the been chat missing was saying, for a while. Maybe he's, you know. But know. you got to be careful what you say. I mean, honestly, some shit he said was like, whoo, oh god. And he did some, apologize. Some, some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think he's, I think he's still. I think he's paid his due, but it's still like, yeah. do we need Seinfeld? To, do we need Seinfeld to come back? Right? No. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. Mike, do we need Seinfeld to come back? Do you? Do we think? That, that's a great great question like that that totally <laughs> made me rethink what i was thinking about like because i think that seinfeld has really kind of laid the foundation for the basics of kind of what comedy and in particular sitcom style comedy is in terms of its reaction to existing culture it's really interesting um i wanted to throw it up to the chat uh because i think that we have a pleasingly and intellectually diverse chat group i'm i'm surprised that uh billionaire um jerry seinfeld we haven't canceled him despite the fact that he has uh he was vocally in a relationship with a 17 year old allegedly oh, as i am led to believe confirmed groomer right yeah in, in the past in the past like so i i didn't want to dwell on that but it but it is interesting that uh that he's still very very prominent and in the discussion okay so that that uh, chat, if, if you want to engage with that, great. If you don't, fucking fuck it off right to the side. Uh, the other thing that I think that... The chat um, is done with this. They're talking about the monsters at this point. They know what he cares yeah, about. Yeah, and the monsters are dope as hell. <laughs> I, I'm all... Herman, Eddie, I'm, I'm all about those MFers. <laughs> Uh, monster fuckers is what MF. Oh my god, not 17 year old fuckers, to be clear. <laughs> Precisely. Um, I, you know, I think, I think that the thing that that it seemed like he, he was hinting towards something, and what it seems to me, and several of you guys mentioned this, is that the Seinfeld continuity has not died, and that is in the existing continuity of, um, 
Curb Your Enthusiasm with yep. Larry mm -hmm. David. So yep. uh, me just watching that bit, it hinted strongly at like, okay, there's something. So that's going to happen on Larry, Curb. Not necessarily Seinfeld. That's what it could be. It's gonna be oh. so. So you can this. This is me on the. I like that. Hot take. Hot take. I'll put money on it. Hey, anybody, anybody, anybody in the chat, throw throw down cash, throw down numbers. buttons away from you no more buttons for you <laughs> but mike you're right you're right i can see that they go to go to you know curb and do something there maybe people come back there maybe they don't come back there or maybe they have something that ties it up or maybe they're not that they're not in jail anymore they're just like at a booth you know maybe they walk into the same deli you know where they're at wherever the same restaurant you know well they're in like, and they were in new york so no they do a trip that they do a trip that's all it comes down to they I'm do a trip saying. aren't they in like Massachusetts you know? or something at the end well, but I mean, they lived in New York. They all lived in New York, and then and uh, Kirby and Zuzas, and they all live in LA. So I mean, they may just mess with the freaking whole timeline, just like Loki messes with the fucking timeline all the time. Because Loki is not everybody, and he's here to save Marvel. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm back and forth about like because you know a lot of Marvel stuff that's come out recently. People have been just down and out about, not happy about it, and they've been giving you know Marvel and Disney a lot of shit about their stuff coming out, and they're saying that it's crap, oversaid. There's, 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 see, Cyprian is saying what other people are saying. But this came out, and right now it has made 10.9 million views, views, views worldwide. 10.9 million views worldwide in its first three days. That's about much the same amount that Ahsoka made in five days. So it's a huge win. That's 512 million minutes they had watched in its first three days. Big win. Now, now Loki in general is still the highest watched program original content for marvel on disney plus to this date season one and so they're hoping that season two will do the same thing with it because it just it just did so well i mean it wasn't even supposed to be like it would be a spin-off a, a one-off done we're not gonna do any more it did so well they're like well we better do a sequel and honestly rightfully so it deserved a sequel it deserved another season like for me personally this first episode pretty fucking strong if you ask me i love his warping back and forth through time Owen Wilson is so fucking good with Loki, with Tom Hiddleston. Their Fire. connection is amazing. The Jonathan Majors thing is like lurking in the shadows. And of course, it'll probably be a pretty decent sized portion of the season and setting up Kang moving forward. And I think this is where they're going to actually start tying the TV shows into the movies. And this is, I mean, Ant-Man did a little bit. But this is really, I think, the the the, the bones. The bones are the the, the the meat and potatoes for Marvel moving forward. You know, and and for me, I'm all about it. Of course, Loki itself had 872 million minutes watched in its first season, and people went nuts about it. And I'm I'm going crazy about it. I really I really love Loki. And Tom Hiddleston was supposed to be for he auditioned for Thor. And, the, and he got Loki after the end of the day. Like, I can't imagine Miss Thor I mean, after being Thor, Loki. Are you joking? Like, He's perfect for Loki. But I gotta he go. He couldn't even hold him on there. He'd be like, oh. <laughs> I gotta go to, to, our, to our resident comic book aficionado himself, Mr. Sean Sutherland. Sean, what do you think about Loki so oh, far? Do you that. think Jesse it's a that. huge win for Marvel? And will it save the day and make Marvel go back to number one and the whole universe be fucking fixed? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, it's me. <laughs> so excited to talk about Loki. Um, it was great. This was this was exactly what Marvel needed to write their ship. There's still a lot of news out there that's saying they're kind of 
getting a whole new ship anyway. Uh, if you read what's going on with the Daredevil reboot, uh, Daredevil Born Again, uh, basically completely scrapping it. But, you know, like the expectations were so high in season one and, and it, it exceeded it. And I was very glad to hear that Loki 2 came out because there were just so many cool things in this show. Um, you know, everyone knows me to be, yes, a big Marvel nerd, but not only am I a big Marvel nerd, I'm a specific type of Marvel nerd. Uh, I'm a guy that has collected every single issue of the What If comic book series. That is over 400 comics. I believe the, the current count's about 450, I want to say. Holy shit, shit. I have all of them. I have all the single issues, even going back to the first series. I've got all of them because it is one of my favorite concepts in comic books. That is changing continuity changing these characters change little little imperceptible moments uh you know that that just have huge huge ramifications on the rest of the world um it, it's it's probably due to some mental illness i have but uh you know it's like i consider i consider that all the time too it's like if i say this versus that i go left i go right but loki like put together so like it was just put together so well and there's so much detail and care and like uh, just precision in every single episode that I've seen where, you know, there are little Easter eggs and little plot points and things that you kind of pull out from it. And it just rewards you every single time you show up for that show. And I'm so excited for season two. Not only the fact that we get to, you know, kind of see what what what's happening with Kang, how that's going to play into it or how this kind of rolls out into the, uh, you know, the, this, you know, mcu season five or season six with all the goddamn avengers movies for the next 20 years or whatever is coming from this like it's just really damn good and tom hiddleston does great uh the new addition to the cast the guy that plays uh ob or boris uh key 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 Key? yeah he's great he's so good fantastic i mean my wife i'm having trouble reconciling with that my (laughs) wife lives in a very you know like specific fan uh for marvel and disney she loves to support my fandom she was actually laughing audibly uh at this show because there were so many scenes just really well done owen wilson was fantastic on it the way he was worried oh, so about great. skin coming off uh there's big expectations for season two we're not going to get all the answers we're never going to get all the answers that's just how marvel has built their universe in the mcu the past 15 years or so so don't expect us to answer all the questions, but ex- at least let it, you know, enjoy it for what it is and appreciate the fact that this is the kind of, you know, when things are done right and, and like story and credence is, is given and, and, and real, real good attention to detail, like we can get a good show. Uh, you know, this is not going to be She-Hulk. This is not going to be... She-Hulk uh, was still all right. Uh, it was okay. This is definitely not, <laughs> not Secret great. Invasion. You know, this is definitely oh, not Secret Invasion. And yeah, I, I mean, I was just I was more pumped to watch this uh, show than I was the last couple of shows that have come out for it just because of I mean, yes, yeah. Tom Hiddleston's a fantastic actor and, uh, you know, what he's done with the characters is amazing. And, and just the, the everything that goes goes here uh, in Loki. But I'll shut up now because uh, you went back. Sean, what's your favorite <laughs> of these three? What if Gwen yeah. Stacy didn't die? What if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? And what, oh, there's one more. What if Elektra lived? Um, uh, actually, I'll be, I'll be honest good, with you. Good job, Gwen's chat. Face, that is, that yeah, is that's great a, that's from a the deep, chat. Wow. That actually is probably one of the better ones of the issues. Like, Spider-Man joining the Fantastic Four, like, 
that was an okay one. It, it was it was a good starting point for it. But the death of Gwen Stacy is still one of the biggest monumental comic book uh, you know events uh, to ever happen in comic books. And so I really appreciated that issue um, because it just explored some really interesting things and and gave uh, Peter Parker a different kind of perspective on life. So yeah. It's amazing. I'd say that. What, what do you think about Loki? Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking, yeah. chat. I could, sh- I could go sh- grab it from the closet chat. and show you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you ever have any questions for Sean or anybody here, put it out there. Chat. Round of applause for yes. the chat, real quick. Thank you, guys. You're all amazing. <laughs> Appreciate you. Mike, do you feel as strongly as Sean feels about Loki? Were you like stoked when you saw this, or are you a little lost and wondering what Marvel's still doing? I'm going to keep it short because I got verbose <laughs> on those past couple of Because <laughs> I felt strongly. Sometimes I feel verbose. I love it. Yes, and, I get it. Uh, and I get verbose. Uh, Loki is <laughs> the best thing in the Marvel Universe. Yep. Period. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Right okay, yes. V- uh, in, in the In the visual movie, in the moving picture medium, Sean. Oh well, billions and billions, um, <laughs> millions and billions. You know, it's not a sitcom. It it it's good. I I liked it. I watched uh I watched shots the line. beginning of the I'm second joking. of the second season, and I thought it was crazy. I liked that they hooked him up to a tube and sent him out into like physically engage with the timelines. Like that was awesome. that was pretty this, fucking this cool. Is this is great. This is highly conceptual shit that I've been that I've been projecting saying like this is what's going to happen now that we have great cg we can do these kind of crazy conceptual plot lines so <laughs> I, love that queen I'm, I'm happy to see it i'm i'm here for it yeah it's, it's queen, so queen's funny. giving you a shout out yeah yeah she said <laughs> nothing wrong with being verbose <laughs> what, what are we gonna tie on sean fast before we move on oh sean do you follow sitcoms sitcomics Sitcom. <laughs> yeah, you're missing half the joke there, Sabrina. Well, I, I got the joke. I'm just, I'm bringing it back to my love of sitcoms. A little throwback. And apologize I, for putting you in the crosshairs. Send your address to the to the cruise control uh, uh, team, and I'll send you this uh, Jim Rug autographed Hulk sketch. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> oh, tie. Uh, he he's, he's, he's in there immediately, by yeah, the way. He's like, That's that. happening. That's Sabrina, happening. what do you think about Loki so far? Is don't it going to be the Marvels? He's, he's not going to put in the chat. He's not going to put in the chat. Relax. Don't put in the chat. No. Savior for the cinematic universe, Sabrina, or is Loki just going to be for now, and it will let us down like all of Marvel has been doing recently. Yeah, I mean, Loki season one is one of my favorite Marvel installments for for the television genre, honestly. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in. I I love the first episode. Kiki Kwan, fucking, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like loved every second of him being on screen. He was great. Love, like, yeah, so great. Dude, he comes out of the fucking ceiling. He's like, and, and the conversation that they had where um, Owen Wilson is pretending that he remembered it and he doesn't. Oh, wow. He's been erased so many times by fucking Kang. Like I don't know. I I was really excited for this. I I was really excited for a lot of things, and this is the only thing that has delivered on episode one for me personally. That is in the Marvel universe. So um, I feel very hopeful. Uh, for the rest of the episodes, um, I'm super, 
I don't know. I'm super excited. I feel like Tom Hiddleston is like a sleep sleep. I hated him at first. I'm like this motherfucker. And then like he slowly became one of my favorite people. Like, and I just, I don't know. I, I love it. I fucking love it. I love him. I love it. I, I love the actress that plays uh, Sylvie. I'm excited to see more of her. Um, but the, the real star for me as Queen Glamazona said, Short round, <laughs> fucking Kihi Kwan, man. I'm so it, he was so amazing. Yeah, I'm finding trouble trying to reconcile. Uh, uh, um, wait, <laughs> I'm trying to reconcile that. Like what? So good. And it was so the good. conversation with the past and the present. It was just I don't know. It was amazing. Yeah, it was I so loved well it. Well done. Oh I God, yeah. so well done. Yeah, yeah. And the fucking skin written on the fucking. I, it was just the the little the things that you have to think about in order to play that properly were done at one hundred percent fucking efficacy. And I'm super fucking excited about it. I cannot wait for the next episode. Can As I, a matter of fact, I, three times I'm like, when does it come out? When does it come out? When does it? An hour. When does it come? When in does it hour. come out? Wait, is that out yet? Oh, that's a motherfucker. So I'm jazzed. I'm super jazzed. All two thumbs up for me. Hardcore love it. Lindy, you think it'll be the savior of the MCU? What do you think? I agree with what everybody here said. I will also keep this a little short. I mean, it's just so on point. It's just so freaking on point. This episode, this first episode of the new season, completely on point. Loved the first season. Uh, like you said, all the details, the connections, the acting, everything is so good. It's funny without pushing. Like a sitcom. So, uh, <laughs> cool. Um, so the one thing that I do want to ask, um, and I want to ask Sean this specifically, is the relationship, and spoilers if you have not seen season one, block your ears, is the relationship between Sylvie and Loki, is that incest? Like, what do you know? No. That's a classic, that's a classic no. question, that, right? Hey, She's yeah. asking Sean here, right? Still no. It's a classic question, right? It's the the cloning drama, right? You know, you, you have you go back in time, or you you clone yourself, have sex with yourself. Is it is it incest? Is it incest? Is it masturbation? What is it, right? Uh, yeah, who knows? Um, I don't think we'll find out in this uh, season uh, or in any other Disney Plus show. Uh, maybe that's like masturbating. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's yourself. It's you. Yeah, well, but there's not. something there. But it's you. So but it's not incest. It's not you. identical twin. It would. But it's not you. No, it's not your twin. Oh, it's another version of yourself. So it's just go in your key. room. That's what it is. Door, it's a low key. That's the same thing From that's happening. From a different universe. From it's a different a universe. Also, you're not familiar with them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Loki has been a woman several times in the comic books. I cannot think of a time where they dealt with him having sex with himself. Uh, so sorry, uh, Stan Lee didn't write this uh, before he died. So Damn I have it. no idea. We'll, yeah, never, we'll know. never know. It's we'll not weird, know. but it is a version of you. So, like, if anyone has ever clicked their mouse or, you know, whatever you guys call it, tummy six, I don't know. Oh, um, I'm say, sorry, if sorry, hold on. jerked off another multiverse <laughs> version of themselves, yeah. let us know in the comments. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is you in another world. Drop us an email. You <laughs> Def definitely weird. No, well, it's hundred percent weird. Just not incest. Like, I how dare you call it incest? On had the answer. I figured about anybody sorry, would know what saying. I didn't know we were doing with the incest police, Sabrina. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I'm not the incest police. I'm just the voice of reason. I'm sorry. What you're saying All is right. stupid. 
We don't have okay. any answers in the incest world, everybody. And um, but I gotta tell All you, those sitcoms are awesome. Before we move on to our featured story, I sent Peppy back out into the field today oh to try to find out some answers if they're right. gonna get a deal today. We haven't heard anything yet, but is the AMP and SAG after gonna deal today? Let's see if Peppy can find it. He went out to the picket line today to try to ask around some of the captains and some of the people in the picket line to see what they thought about if a deal was coming soon. Here's Peppy. <laughs> out in the field again. Look at all these people out here. This is your favorite news correspondent, the Pep Star. Welcome to the Pep Field. <laughs> so, I'm back out in the field to hear from the people. The AMPTP is a meeting again today, and I want to find out if the members think a fair deal is coming this week. Come on, AMTPT. Watch out where you're walking, B. Watch out. I've got to find me some Snickers nice been along the way, because I'm pretty hungry. Shit! Will the deal come today? I don't know. Let's see what the people say. Hey, how's, how's the strike going for you? Man, this sucks. We still don't have a deal. What is it going to take to make a deal? Is the deal coming today? I hope so. I hope we have a deal coming this week. We're really looking forward to it. But, you know, we're, we're hopeful, we're positive, we're optimistic. All I know is that as long as we are still at the table, we're still talking. Well, that sounds progress good. progress is being made, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely they'll make a deal. I mean, especially the way you come out all snazzy-like. Yeah, player. Well, you know, I look back. You know, I got to look good. Ooh, I hope so. Uh... Friday the 13th. I'm hoping for a Friday the 13th miracle. So as long as talking is happening, that's good. If Zag has to walk away because the deal isn't good well, that's, enough, that's, all, that's, that's all we're looking for is a fair deal. I would like, I would really like this all to be resolved this week. What's your biggest concern with the contract? I just hope that uh, we get what we were asking for, and I hope we don't take a step back. Right? You agree to? You do. My personal biggest concern about the contract is that we need streaming residuals to get rectified. The residuals that we have right now are trash. They are garbage, and they do not provide a sustainable living I like your style. for actors yeah. and the rest of the performers who are involved in this contract. Okay. Minimum wage increases definitely is a big one. I just want protections for actors. I want us to be protected from exploitation. We all want to get paid in the form of residuals. Well, that's that's all. That's all we're looking for is a fair deal. AI. That, I got a question for you. You think I might lose my job to AI? Never. I just want these fools to make a deal, cause I'm getting I'm getting low on the snickety snacks. Oh my gosh, I am also running low on snickety snacks. I'm the snack king, so if you need anything, come see me. I'm getting low on the snickety snacks, and you know me, I like to keep them stacked three feet high like De La Soul. The negotiating committee, like, take a break, take a day off. It just means they're going back, they're working, they're analyzing the uh, counterproposal. They come back the next day, sit down at the table, they talk more, right? How about you, girl? You know, you have some sneaky snacks, uh... Two paws, way down. Now give me two paws. Now let's go find some snacks. Oh, here, finally, found them. Look at, look at these snacks, boy, them boy, I'm having fun in here, in here. Oh, hey, girl. Oh, now you want to play hard to get. You playing hard to get. You know who I am, right? <laughs> I am the pep star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at this one here, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, can I, can I get your number? Good energy today, baby boy. Hey, snack? Hey, little boo thing, just because I'm eating, this doesn't mean you're my girl. 
Now let's keep it professional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out in the field again. Back out there, find out. Still no word what's happened with this AMPTP SAG after deal. Of course, they met again today. And people are saying maybe by the end of the week. But I mean, we have no idea. But I appreciate Pappy going out there and meeting with the people, as he says, trying to get a deal because a lot's going on in this business. And of course, the studio that's going through a lot of shit is the WB. And. There's a little rumor going around they might be actually selling to Universal Studios. And now you think to our features that night. Into a little thing that came down some drama with Aquaman, apparently. Because, you know, oh, Discovery Lord. bought. When they bought Warner Brothers, they knew that they had to figure things out. They had to, you know, balance the scales. And so Zazloff came in and started doing a bunch of stuff. They started cutting all the DC stuff. They fired J they fired everybody there. They brought Hermana, they brought in James Gunn, and they switched that all up. And then they lost like almost $400 million during the strike right now. But it's still not making the money they thought it was going to be. And even Max itself, it's still not making the money. They've been doing all these tax write-offs on a lot of times. But Aquaman, too. They had a lot of drama on that, too, where they were expecting because they made one point, like, one something billion dollars, like their biggest movie ever, and they expected that the next one would be just as big, bring all this money in. But then you had, I guess, Amber Heard on set saying that Jace Moe was showing up drunk and dressing like Johnny Depp and, and making fun of her, and she almost quit. Can't. But then... Right, and then, as, and, then, and Elon Musk apparently stepped in and said, you can't fire her or I will litigate you. He said, uh, I mean, it was like a whole thing going back and forth. And then people on set are saying, Jason worked his ass off. He likes to have a beer once in a while. They make, make him a person that's a drunk on set. And it's a whole thing. And, and, and Elon Musk said he was going to scorched earth to Warner Brothers that they fired her for this sequel. But they ended up cutting her out. And then on top of this now, because it's been doing so bad back and forth, uh, insiders are saying that within the next couple of years, they're looking at selling WB and DC to Universal. If not, you know, I will still say we, we've talked about Mike too. Maybe, maybe Disney gets it eventually. Then we have that Marvel DC mashup. Hey, let's just have a fucking monopoly of everything. Which that is sounds that, amazing. Which is the way the world's going right now. Okay. But to me, Fuck you hear off. this? They've had so many problems with their production. The Flash failed, um, and they expect that to be a huge hit. Sean's favorite movie of the year, but it still failed. You know? Don't do it. I cannot wait for June 16th. Cannot wait for June 16th. And then they they thought that Blue Beetles would be fucking fantastic. That was a fart in the wind too. Even though it wasn't a bad movie, it wasn't. A, but you know, people knew that the franchise was dead, and so people didn't go to see it. They knew all these people were not connected anymore. Then they freaking it's a it's a it's a hot fucking mess it is queens and, and for me i hear this and i'm like it makes sense like it does make sense this came from variety so that's i've heard stuff about amber heard before but apparently her her psychologist actually had this whole thing where she actually told about the whole johnny Depp, oh. jason momoa thing and there was a huge thing that just kind of broke and when variety spoke about it and then variety also had the in-depth oh. stuff from people on set and from also insiders saying that they're looking to sell but that makes sense to me because if you're going down a shithole and you've already lost money in this purchase. Why do you keep going? What, don't you fucking just like, you know, eventually just, you know, part ways and like, do you take your losses? And say, That's what it's going to be. Mike, what do you think? Do you think that they are going to sell the Universal and all this drama makes sense why you would sell? Or do you think they're going to stick in this game and they're going to turn this fucking shitstorm around and make some money off the DC and the Warner Brothers fucking IP? Yes. It's, it's, it's astonishing to me, too, <laughs> to 
request that your council bring your own personal records, like your notes from your therapy sessions into evidence so that it's therefore able to be requested by Reddit detectives, which is how I understand this detectives. public knowledge. <laughs> like that's really weird. Like, and also that, that her, uh, her, um, defense team or her, her team of, uh, attorneys thought that that would be a, a great idea. I, I don't know. Um, if we think that, uh, what universal and Warner brothers together are, that's a good idea. I don't know. I don't know, Brian. We, we, this, this is, this is a question that comes up repeatedly on this show because oftentimes it's, uh, a question between the interests of shareholders and these larger organizations versus the people that are supporting these organizations that are making the magic happen that the people crave that, uh, that, that make this uh, a thing of interest for people to want to invest in, in the first place. It, it's, it's, it's a feedback loop. And I don't, uh, I just don't like seeing big organizations glom onto each other together. I want to see some competition. Like, yeah, I have no, I, I, I have no idea. Like, it, I guess it just adds some drama that, uh, Jason Momoa was drunk. Just fucking tag that onto your, onto your story. Right. Like that's interesting to me. Like, otherwise it just seems like business as usual. Drunk Momoa, you know, I, yeah, I mean, but, but I feel like, yeah, there, there's all these conglomerates building right now, especially Disney, the house of moms <laughs> doesn't always fucking need more content, but it would be good for DC fans and for Marvel fans. Sean, what do you think? Do you think this is a good thing that they're going to sell off WB and DC and should they go to Universal? Or do you think this is just like a conglomerate to go fuck yourself at WB and Discovery? Uh, they can't do uh, as bad as WB did, you know, if, if, if uh, you know, DC and um, the DCU needs a, a better master to, to weather this uh, James Gunn storm, by all means, give him a shot. Uh, it's unfortunate, uh, ah. the sad state of affairs that it's in. Um, you know, you, you, you really hoped that, um, you know, James Gunn plans weren't going to ruin or, you know, take the wind out of the sails for the existing stuff. Um, but everything that I, I, I have seen the trailer for Aquaman 2, I could give two shits. I, I didn't see Aquaman 1 just because I don't really care for it. Um, I don't need this, you know, Technicolor underwater dream world uh, sold to me, especially let alone with <laughs> so Elon you didn't Ma see Avatar 2 then either. Oh, is what you're are saying. you kidding me? You think I saw Avatar 2? Come on. Um, <laughs> You know, like, I, I yes, to, to Mike's concern there, like, yes, you are very uh, always nervous when uh, companies sell to larger companies. And, um, you know, I, I think there's there's uh, obviously some sci fi fanfics out there, you know, kind of hoping for one day when we have the uh, the monopoly wars and we're just pawns for some corporation. Um, there's a really great comic uh, author, Christopher Sperandino that did uh, a trilogy of books uh, dealing with this. And um, it's actually really good. Highly recommend them. They're on my shelf back there. Um, but uh, yeah, we don't need to live in a world where we're uh, beholden to corporate masters and uh, Aquaman 2, uh, fuck it. This movie doesn't need to come out. So there you go. <laughs> it does. It, that's the thing, like, it's terrible, Milton. 
it's not going to make money because the franchise is dead. I actually don't think it looks horrible. I think the first one was actually a lot of fun, Sean. I think if you watch it, you might enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. And Momoa, I think it's his best as Aquaman. Oh, I know you probably you probably if you didn't see it now, you're not going to you're not going to see well, it. You, but, you couldn't wait I mean, for June 16th, but you didn't watch the first Aquaman. What the fuck is wrong with you? I will say the reason I wanted June 16th so bad was because the Michael mm-hmm. Keaton Batman, which was still Batman. my favorite 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 part of the Flash movie was how they used him and gave him Killed a proper it. send-off and crop, proper death. That was fantastic. Um, like There but was potential the there. There was potential in the Flash movie to have salvaged the DCU. It mm-hmm. just needed to not have the CGI look like garbage um, mm. and uh, have the open... That's a choice, Sean. ...deal with a... <laughs> uh, uh, a predator uh, handling a lot of toddlers or babies. Uh, maybe that Which was they also officially said that, see visually. Yeah, uh, they actually said Ezra Miller is officially fired this week too. That he's officially oh, fired wow. and he will not We're be not coming back. Oh <laughs> darn it! But if yeah. everyone fired, like that's yeah. not bad. Everybody except for Jason Momoa comes back, but not as Aquaman, which is Lobo. They, they said he's gonna be Lobo in the Variety article too. So I'll say Lobo. He that the idea ago. is that James Gunn is Lobo. As Lobo. Oh no, yeah, like uh, I think James Gunn has only put it out there like Fuck you most guys. of the people. Most of the people. Okay, Sabrina. Most of the people that like are coming back under James Gunn things. Basically, like most of the Peacemaker show. Right, like John Cena is still going to be Peacemaker. The guy who played Vigilante is still going to be Vigilante. Uh, so great, exactly. Like those people are still, yeah. And we'll probably, uh, yes, we'll probably have uh, um, uh, the I can't remember her name, the fit, the woman that does Amanda Waller, who's fantastic. I'm sure she's coming. Oh, back. Viola Davis. Viola Davis, yes, very very great actress. Viola Davis, so good. Um, yeah, but like it, again, like. If talk about the major fumbles uh, in a thing like just charting back, like they they had the template right. You could have copied Marvel's homework and did they exactly will. what you needed to do, starting on doing individual movies, and then you get to the team shit, and then things are connected, and then people are invested in it. But no, they said fuck it, we'll just throw eight different superheroes in a movie and tease it uh, with a billion different singer tags or whatever and uh uh yeah i'm i'm sorry your point is uh universal shouldn't own warner brothers there you go thank you but but what about disney think lynn do you think disney should buy it and then all of a sudden disney has all of the comic book stuff no way yeah. they'd let that go there's no fucking yeah. way and then we can start getting let's see like who would it be Superman versus Doctor Strange. You throw in, and they keep going. There's more comics out there, so let's get some Walking Dead in there, right? Let's have some. They've got Star That's Wars a already. Company, There's Lynn Skywalker coming, right? <laughs> right. Let's get, and then let's let's get some um some some uh, what do you call it? the anime from manga? Let's get the manga in there. Manga, right? Let's get some, you know. What's their names? The little, uh, the chicks with the, they're all like sparkly and they go to school. Um, <laughs> Sailor Moon? Swifties? Sailor Moon was what I was thinking of, Mike. Thank you. Swifties? Day, <laughs> right? And I mean, because they've already both been introducing multiverses, right? DC and and uh, Marvel. So let's, why not? Make it run into each other now. Just yeah. it out Whoops. there. <laughs> 
to me it just feels like and just give the ai control then we don't even have to be involved in any of the decisions of our own no and as a chance going off about lobo too like i don't even like i mean i don't even really know much about lobo but I I keep hearing that Jason Momoa's Aquaman is very similar to Lobo as it is. So it's an easy transition for him. So what do you think about all this? uh, uh, I'm sorry. What what do I think about this? Or am I going to stop you right there? I'm very confused. I'm throwing you in there. Um, I called that Jason Momoa was going to be Lobo like fucking ages ago. Ages ago. I I remember that. I remember that. Called that he was taking over the goddamn fucking ECU and they're like, is he going to still be Aquaman? He said, oh, he took meetings. I was like, he's going to be Lobo. I fucking knew he was going to be fucking Lobo. So can everyone give me one moment of respect, one moment on this fucking show, please, and thank you. Okay, respect equals silence. Great. Thank you. Um, so what do you want? I don't know how to show it. A round of a fucking applause? I mean, I don't know he's something. Got, he's got those eyeliner eyes, like oh Jesus Christ! Nobody cares about his Lobo. eyes. The point is, he's a perfect Lobo. I I, I, whether or not, I know. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm just uh, you're on the crosshairs. I'm very upset right now. You're the land is really making me upset about Ryan Reynolds and sitcoms. I'm, just, I'm, I'm on fire right now. Um, Lobo, Lobo. Like, I don't give a fuck what kind of person he is in the comics. James Gunn will flesh out that character and make it awesome. And, like, when he wanted to be in talks with Jason Momoa to do this thing, I feel like that is, like, a very, like, he works with his actors so closely. He does such a great job of bringing characters to life. Even characters that last for five minutes. If anyone watched Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad 2, most people died in the first five minutes. So, um, I feel like this is, why would you, why, why, why would you, why would you do that? Please take her off the screen. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't speak next to her. She's a horrible human being. I don't support her. Thank you. Oh, ugh, ugh. oh, so now I guess I should, I guess I should talk about the merger. No, we can have a monopoly of things. That's stupid. Um, like it, it the whole point of the monopoly situation was that you cannot own everything and i feel like this has become more and more uh, a problem like warner brothers owns discovery they own like the 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 fox has gobbled up you know or uh, rather disney has gobbled up fox um and fuck what gobble gobble really yeah it's getting close to that time of year i guess it's funny it's that time of the time gobble gobble okay whatever the fuck i don't care the point is the more that these people like merge with each other, the less power that there is. And that is why there are all these strikes because it used to be so many more entities arguing the same. There's other people on the same foot. Now it's like the few sticking points. It used to be 20 people at the table. Now it's four people at the table. And if we let this happen, it's going to be three people at the table. I'm obviously like fudging numbers, but it's not okay. And it shouldn't happen. And the AMPTP runs it all. Everybody on top of every studio from Disney to Netflix to fucking Sony, everywhere around the world. Amazon with Jeff Bezos' bald head shooting rockets, penis rockets into space. They all run the world and the producers want to get the fucking pee out because they're sick of that shit. They do. And for us... We don't want a fucking monopoly. Make good content. Take care of the people. A as Puppy says, the people. And make great content. And Warner Brothers, it's going to be sold again. I'm just saying right now, it's going to be sold again. Mm. 
Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for being here at Cruise Control tonight. We've gone way over tonight. Uh, apologies have gone so over. long. Taking my jacket off. It's been a long show, but it's been a great oh, show. Thank Jesus. you so much. We had some hot takes. We had some great fucking breaking news. We had a lot of big in-depth conversations. Appreciate you with always being here because great fans, great people, great fucking human beings joining us. And I want to thank everybody around the table for being come back here. Spring up a tour, my lovely co-host. Thank you for being here, gang of Cruise Control. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here again on our hump day edition. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for Lynn for coming back. Thank you, Sean, uh, for your obviously usual hump day Wednesday. And Mike, always a pleasure. Lynn went to Husky, as always. Thank you for coming back on Cruise Control. It's been too long. Come on back, girl. We love having you here. Well, I appreciate your hot fucking takes. Hope you had a great time tonight. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Let me know in. Sabrina, nothing but love. <laughs> There's only love here across the board. I'm not mad at you for hating Ryan Reynolds. Everyone has their own opinion. It's fine. Mike Casey, thank you so much again for being here. Mike Casey, our in the field, on the job, intellectual. Thank you so much for being here on Cruise Control. Appreciate you so much, Mike. Hey, as long as we all love Keanu Reeves, it's all gold. That amen. amen. Drop the P. <laughs> you got to drop the P. Keep the dicks. This is what's going to happen. Sean Southern, thank you so much for being back here on Cruise Control. Wouldn't be a fucking haunted edition if you were here. Thank you so much, Sean. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you, everybody. It was so lovely to be here again with you and looking forward great to Great chat time. tonight, guys. Thank you great, so much. It was a great chat. And everybody out there, you got to tell your friends, please like and subscribe. Join our Patreon if you can. I think we're at like 630. Is that right, Sabrina? I Something think so, like yes. that. Something like that. Numbers keep going up. But you know what's slowing them down is those fucking chinchillas because those fucking oh, no. chinchillas are fucking dicks. They're fucking, <laughs> they're just fucking dicks, man. They're fucking dicks with the squirrels and the bears and the chinchillas with their fucking you think they're the beavers. Fur, I'm just saying. But tell your friends, your family, your uncles, your aunts, your cousins, your nephews, your grandmas, your grandpas, great, 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 great grandmas, and the grandpas who had kids with fucking beavers, and the beavers made badgers, and the badgers made cats, and the cats made dogs, and the dogs came out looking like fucking fur babies that were fucking from the fucking Mars. I don't know what the fuck that shit was from, but they all had some cruise control, but the mailman still has it. The fucking, the, the fucking UPS guy, the fucking FedEx guy, the fucking DHL guy still hasn't fucking subscribed. Tell all motherfuckers to come to your doorstep. Subscribe to Cruise Control. Everybody, every woodland creature in your fucking yard subscribe to cruise control if you don't do that we don't make it to a fucking thousand we'll get there very soon thank you so much for being here cruise control as always appreciate everybody out there Woo! have a great night happy hump day everybody i feel like i'm losing my mind um my queen love you thank you all again have a great night appreciate you thank trying you some new takes we'll be back on friday okay. for our drunk edition because that's drunk friday and until then everybody <laughs> see ya